Hello and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators is what that stands for. I have a website called NARC Troopers, narctroopers.com, and if you visit the website, you're going to find tons of resources to educate yourself about narcissistic abuse and to find tips on how to recover. I've got a podcast channel, have uh, 260 something articles about it that I write for a platform called Median. I have a YouTube channel, I have Instagram, I've got TikTok, I've got everything because I want to get the word out there. The truth, the truth must be told. And that is my mission in life at this point. And today we're going to talk about, <laughs> that was kind of intense. I've had COVID the last two weeks. My brain is pretty fried. That's going to be my excuse that I am feeling silly because uh, I've been so sick these last two weeks. All right. Um, the topic for today, the epic hero quest of the narcissist, the quixotic search as in Don Quixote, Quixote, Don Quixote, um, the quixotic search for life and meaning in the frozen wasteland of a narcissist core. I like that frozen wasteland. Mm -hmm, that's what I think it is. The life of a person who suffers from narcissistic personality disordered disorder is a fractured fairy tale. And in that fiction, he is always the hero. That's how, or she, uh, and the pronouns are interchangeable because there's probably almost as many female narcissists these days as there are male narcissists. They finally caught up. And so it could be either one, you know, you could be, uh, it could go either way. So, um, they're always the hero. Okay. Uh, as the partner in the shared fantasy begins to bring the real world into their delusional bubble, the narcissist feels betrayed. The shared fantasy becomes contaminated because there's no place for the real world in there. How can a child cope with the message that they should die? Think about that. How can a, how can a child cope with receiving this message that they should die in response to the trauma that they have experienced? The narcissist creates a false persona that is bulletproof, impervious to pain, invulnerable, untouchable, and it is invincible. It's the invincible hero. The fantasy is a rebellion, a mutiny against the death voice. And this death voice is within the narcissist in ways that cause them to slowly wither and finish the job of ceasing to exist. This is truly tragic, but that is exactly what has happened here. At the center of the narcissist core is something called a bad object. It's a psychological term, bad object. An object is any person, place, or thing that we attach emotions to. In healthy object relations, we view people and things in a balanced way. We recognize both their good and bad qualities, often simultaneously. Narcissists, on the other hand, view objects 
solely in terms of how they can benefit and perpetuate their false uh, persona. It's got to be complementary. Narcissists need someone to blame and scapegoat. The devalued object is a person who the narcissist views as the problem. And these people, typically their significant other, become the cause of all the narcissist's problems. They see people only as good or evil, black or white. This is because they lack object constancy. It's a kind of splitting. It's a kind of either or, good or bad kind of way of seeing the world with no in-between. The bad object was originally their primary caregiver, typically the mother, who was a what is known as a dead mother for all practical purposes. And this person abused, neglected, instrumentalized, parentified, objectified, um, idealized, like with the golden child, or somehow failed to allow the narcissist to experience normal childhood development through separation and individuation, which is a healthy child development stage that we all are supposed to go through and do it right, you know, in a healthy way. Therefore, as an adult, the narcissist seeks to revisit that dynamic with a proxy mother figure so they can relive their childhood gone awry and experience a better outcome, a happier ending. This is why the narcissist internalizes all of his relationships. They snapshot a picture of you, Photoshop it, this image, so that they can idealize you and be infatuated with you for a while, store it in their head, and they keep it there. They are not interacting with the real you, only the idealized you, and later in this cycle of abuse and in this relationship, it will be interacting with the devalued, uh, scapegoated image of you, that it's all your fault, you ruined everything. In literature, the epic hero must undertake a long voyage that takes many years and puts him in harm's way at every turn of his adventure as he attempts to find his way home. The narcissist fancies himself an epic hero, but the tragedy lies in the fact that they never had a real home to begin with, so there's no place to return to. There is nothing to come back to. There's no place. The original house was a frozen tundra, a barren wasteland, empty. It is a figment of their imagination, a place they romanticize, taking even, uh, even the most abject horrors and failures of their early years, and through revisionist history and magical thinking, they rewrite the narrative to reflect this imaginary place that never existed. People with narcissistic personality disorder do not have a continuous memory, so they fabricate and confabulate and make up their whole life from beginning to end, creating a story that fits their make-believe narrative without any memory, without a true home, there can be no identity, right? And when you don't have that, you have to make it up. Um, without identity, there can be no empathy, which is another 
huge problem with the narcissist. And without emotional empathy, there can be no reflection, no growth, no change. They are stuck in a kind of purgatory forever. Don Quixote by Cervantes is another literary figure that is worthy of comparison. His character represents illusion and his sidekick Sancho Panza represents reality. They complement each other in a dualistic way. By coming together, they construct one person who consists of a mind and of a body. Don Quixote lives in a fantasy, imagining himself a knight and slaying dragons, which are actually windmills, if you will remember. While some would simply say he is an idealist, I find parallels to his delusions and magical thinking to that of a person with narcissistic personality disorder. In the end, the beaten and battered Don Quixote forswears all the chivalric truths he followed so fervently throughout his life, and then he dies from a fever. What a tragic end to a life filled with dreams that never came to fruition. And with his death, knights errant become extinct, or so the story goes. He was the last of them. All of his life believing he's the good guy. All of his life believing he's the noble, honorable knight on a quest. All his life chasing after something that does not exist trying to manufacture something, trying to find something that does not exist. I think that's what the narcissist does. The narcissist's life is also a fevered dream. They create a larger-than-life confabulation of wonder and awe with a childlike view of the world that is both precious and tyrannical. Tyrannical. When you step into their world, nothing will ever be the same. You will never truly be able to return to the black and white mundane mediocrity and messiness of real life. You will always gaze out beyond that horizon, wistfully remembering the breathtaking splendor and intense colors of a swirling, dizzying, magical fantasy with the hero madman child warrior, dead poet, who slayed every part of you in a million different ways and with a tenderness that made you want to, to die over and over a million times in their arms. In the end, you will keep going and gather small moments of happiness and peace like tiny seashells on a deserted beach. And in the end, the delusional dreamer will perish in a sad state, hollow, withered, spent, bitter, and alone. No more impossible dreams to dream.